We're live, we're local, and we are checking in as we do monthly with Ryan McCrady. He is the CEO of the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance, our public-private partnership focusing on economic development. Ryan, welcome to the show. I'm going to blindside you a little bit, just like I got blindsided about 30 seconds ago, because we just got word in from the State Department of Public Health that they are pretty dramatically changing um, the the mitigation rules and, and how they're classifying regions of the state, and that with this change, our Region 3 is going to kind of leapfrog some of these tiers that we've been mired in, and we're now going to return to Phase 4 rather than Phase 4, Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. So we're in Phase 4, which says now, okay, we can, you know, we can now, with the state's blessing, reopen, <laughs> you know, uh, bars and restaurants and things, and other things can reopen too. Uh, like I said, I'm just getting this, and I have to go back and refresh myself yeah. on what Phase 4 means, but this has got to be good news from a, a, an economy and economic development standpoint. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, honestly, why you had me on hold, I was trying to figure out what phase four meant. Um, so you helped me with that. It, it's been so long since we were there. I couldn't remember exactly, but it, obviously it's a good sign. And, you know, we've got, um, I, I think, an estimate of somewhere around twenty four to 2,500 people, individuals that work in the food and uh, food services. And that would include bar and restaurant industry here just in a, you know, just inside of our metropolitan area. A lot of them have seen reduced or eliminated incomes. So it's going to make a big difference in the amount of money flowing through the economy, moving to reopen these open these operations. So this is really, really good news. You know, and, and it is uh, a chance to get 2021 off to a much better start than we finished 2020. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, there's a, a lot of variables still out there. And we have to, you know, first of all, it, make sure that all, reopening and, and loosening the restrictions don't start leading to new surge in cases. By the way, just for the record, because again, this is just coming into us, what the State Department of Public Health is saying is that essentially the state has uh, hired a lot more medical personnel on contract to be able to okay. backstop hospitals so that we have greater hospital bed capacity, more beds available so that if there is you know increase in cases, we can deal with it. That was one of the things that led to the uh, real tightening back in November was the fact that they were concerned we were reaching our, our hospital capacity. That seems to be less of a concern now. So uh, so that part is in good shape. But, you know, we've had a lot of damage done in the last year, obviously, from from all of this. Uh, and one of the things that, that's still unknown at this point is how much, if any, more help will be coming, particularly from Washington, for businesses that have been so badly hit by all of this. So I want to start there, Ryan, just to ask, with the new administration taking office now here in less than two days, what do you see as the prospects for additional help and support for not just the private sector, but also the public sector to recover from all of this? Well, you know, there are a lot of rumblings about additional uh, stimulus coming back, uh, coming coming towards not only the private sector, but public sector also. Um, honestly, it's, it's, I think, been a little tough for that kind of information to get a lot of coverage due to the unfortunate circumstances and riots and things like that that we've seen. Um, it's going to be really important that we uh, that our, our leaders in Washington understand that even though we're getting a vaccine out and even though you see things like our region move into a new phase, like you said, the damage has been done, and we need to find a way to still go back and help these small businesses that have been impacted severely by this pandemic. 
So if they are still open, they've probably dug themselves some type of hole, and they're going to need help getting out of that. And that's going to be really important, not just for the business, but also for the institutions that finance those businesses and for the vendors that serve them. And, all you know, there's a whole value chain with the business, you know, who supplies the business and who the business uh, who their customers are. That whole value chain has to be, has to be considered. So um, even if the vaccine goes out and the economy is starting to recover, stimulus is still going to be needed to help these businesses get back out of that hole and get back on their financial footing. Because if we don't, it'll be just that much longer before that business could potentially expand or invest more money and all those types of things. So I hope we're not done figuring out how to manage the economic impact of the pandemic. It is to uh, the credit of the local community and to entities such as the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance and and others who have been hard at work dealing with the economic fallout from this, that there are some big projects that are still in the works despite the downturn, despite the uncertainty. People who are saying, we think long range, this is going to be a good place to invest a good place to grow. I want to talk to you about a couple of those projects. One is the uh, Lincoln Land Energy Center, uh, known as Emberclear, the Emberclear uh, plant. Where do we stand on that? Has anything changed here in the last few weeks? So the developer of that project is still going through their permitting processes with the state of Illinois, having frequent meetings with them. Um, so they are they are full steam ahead on their preparations to begin that project. Uh, the hope still is that we'll see some construction happening out there in 2021 now over a seven-year construction period could be over a thousand construction jobs and the developer has committed to using local skilled tradespeople to do that work that's going to be enormous the economic impact of that project is 1.5 billion dollars over the seven-year construction cycle not only that with the recent announcement of this vistra closing down a number of their coal uh, powered coal-fired facilities our region is going to need to recover that base load of power generation. So the timing of this project is really, really good, and the developer still is moving forward full speed ahead on their processes to hopefully bring it to construction. Is that permitting process the, the last real hurdle to be cleared here? Are there any governmental uh, sign-offs that still need to happen for this to go forward? That permitting process is probably the last and the biggest remaining hurdle. Um, that needs to be cleared. Once that gets done, then you really start seeing a whole lot of other things take shape and construction beginning. But uh, that that is that is the one thing right now that needs to get needs to get completed so we can move forward. You know, uh, another uh, example of a project that seems to be moving ahead despite the uncertainty. It's also representative of something that I really appreciate uh, the Growth Alliance focusing on and recognizing uh, is that a big part of economic development drawing jobs, drawing employers, new companies to our community is to be able to show them a good quality of life when they get here, that uh, their their workers, their executives uh, in Springfield will have things to do, things that are interesting. It's a good place to raise a family, et cetera. Uh, there's a couple of examples uh, of that that I know you've been working on. One of those is, again, potentially a huge economic development project, and that's the Legacy Sports Complex. Well, the Legacy Sports Complex is a wonderful example of a quality of life investment that's going to have economic development returns. Uh, once again, another project that's going to be built by our local skilled tradespeople, um, be adjacent there to the Shields department store. It's going to be a, a national draw for what is called sports tourism. So one of the industries that did do very well during the pandemic is sports tourism. 
families and their children sought out other opportunities for competitive athletics. A lot of sports tourism went on, but families do travel to these. And the, uh, the um, economic impact and anal- market analysis study the city of Springfield commissioned, you know, shows, you know, annually $25 million in spending by individuals from outside our region coming into this facility. So, you know, uh, this will benefit the entire city because these individuals coming will be staying all around the city, spending money all around the city. But it's that quality of life project that's so important. Quality of life is the third most important thing in site selection for a business. Workforce is number one. Transportation is number two. Quality of life is number three. It's way above taxes, incentives, and everything else. Businesses want a good quality of life to attract and retain top talent. Projects like this one help us check that box. You know, and another uh, neat innovation here in these last few weeks, uh, a grassroots project locally, uh, Sangamon CEO working on that uh, new ice rink uh, facility, uh, the outdoor ice rink out by Shields. That's an outstanding outstanding example. First of all, synthetic ice, right? Ice that doesn't have to be frozen. That's pretty cool because the refrigeration costs and challenges are enormous. But there's another wonderful activity for families to do it's healthy ice skating if, you, if you've ever done it and i've done it is a pretty good workout especially for someone like me and uh it's it's also a great time a great time for a family to get together and just enjoy it so they, they definitely the same the ceo program tapped into something really nice there another great quality of life offering and i'm looking forward to it. the other thing i like about that project it's not a one year and done project that's a project they can keep around for several years. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Uh, I know that initially they had planned to just be running it through February, uh, but is there uh, life in that afterwards, even during summer months, or something they're just going to bring back each year in the wintertime? I'm not sure what months of the year they're going to operate it, but there, it's a multi-year endeavor for the same CEO program. I know that for sure. I'm, I, I believe they're still in, analyzing the business situation to determine how many months they run it. But also, you think about the portability of it. It's not a difficult project to set up and move somewhere else. So, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go through their process of developing a strategy, but it's going to be around for multiple years. And Ryan McCready, before we let you go uh, here with the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance, we just want to let people know the uh, annual meeting is coming up for the Growth Alliance. Uh, as with many things this year, it is going to be a virtual meeting. Uh, you're going to be talking a bit about what happened in 2020, looking ahead to 2021, and maybe offering an outlook for the year ahead. Give us a little preview of what people uh, can uh, can zoom in for on January 27th. Absolutely. January 27th at 8 a.m., we're going to have our annual meeting. We will talk about some you know, normal matters of business, membership meeting, and, and talk about 2020. But I think more importantly, uh, the community is going to get to see our plans for really ramping up the marketing effort of the community, but also business attraction for 2021. We have a very aggressive program that's beginning now. Um, we're going to market Springfield and Sangamon County to the world. And we're going to market it to get businesses to locate here externally. Also, internally, we're going to market to our own selves so we can work on our self-talk and promote our community ourselves and pretty much make everybody economic developers in that sense. So there will be a lot of information at that meeting about that. Also looking forward for 2021, what we see for business opportunities. Once again, like you said, Jim, that's going to be on Zoom. They can register at our website, thriveatspi.org. Click on the events tab, and there's a registration there. Once you register, you'll get a meeting link sent to you. 
And we hope people can join us and get excited about where we're going in 2021. Yeah, again, you don't have to be a, a business owner, just someone who's concerned about the community, wants to look for ways to help promote it, to be, uh, as Ryan noted, an ambassador uh, uh, for the benefits of Springfield and Sangamon County out to the world. And so, again, you can find out more at the website thriveinspi.org. Ryan McCready, CEO of the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance. As always, we appreciate your time. Good to talk to you. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you, Jim, very much. Thank you.